Hello. Hello. Hi, and welcome to. Shh, I'm watching. I'm a watching mo- a movie. Mo- uh, oh, I. We, we got. Alex, we, did we you almost, I I thought you were. I was waiting on you. Look, we we figured out how can to say stuff at the same the time. Yes, I can see you. I'm just did staring you see right at I you. I went like. Shh. Yes. <laughs> We we uh, we used to be good at it, and then COVID killed our yeah, ability. Yeah, the to... quarantine really has ruined our abilities to start a podcast. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's what ruined our abilities, not our inability yeah. to do so. <laughs> yeah, and that's our the worst part of the quarantine. Podcast is embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> People love it. Um, yeah. We have a very special, exciting guest that we've actually wanted on this podcast for about a year. I'd say. Oh my god! Yes. Since we started the podcast. <gasps> yes. Yeah, get ready. We have Anne T. Donahue. Hi! Um, if you're listening to this, you'll wonder why my voice sounds so shitty. And the answer is because I'm recording out of a brick of a computer. So oh. this is like the most, I guess it makes sense, it's very 90s sounding podcast. That's kind of cool, yeah, because we're doing a very 90s <sighs> movie. It's Anne's choice. I've seen it. Klanko has not. Um, I and, thought I'd oh, seen wait, it. He thought. You but may I, have you may have absorbed it via. I may, I may have I may have seen chunks of it. I feel like all all early movies that feel like Janine Garofalo just kind of blur together in my brain. Also, I posted so it a lot on social media, <laughs> and it, so and the, the movie is Reality Bites. Reality Bites. <laughs> it does bite um, right now, especially it bites big time. Yeah, it's actually incredibly true. Those fucking spoiled brats of the early 90s living off the economy from Reagan. What was their problem? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I'm now, I probably know. Like, I haven't seen this movie. I have a pretty good idea of what happens. You don't know. Uh, you have no there's idea. Two, there's two guys and sadness. And they're like, oh, these, my problems will never be worse than two guys. And now I like can't leave my house. Everyone's dying. <laughs> <laughs> no one has I mean, money. Like... The best is she's getting paid, I think, 15 bucks an hour at her job. You'll see. And I was like, oh, you mean what I get paid right now for my jobs? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, but in all fairness, cool. co- um, the dad from Frasier acts like a real prick as her boss. Yeah. She yeah, should. Yeah, the Me Too movement. Yeah. Hadn't happened. <laughs> exactly. So maybe like, you know what, guys? Maybe Lelena is a little bit of a baby bitch, but also it's Winona Ryder. So she can do whatever she wants and I'll be baby fine with bitch. it. And why why do you love this movie so much? Ah, uh, um, you know what? I saw it like only when I was twenty five or twenty six. My best friend, oh. I know my best friend at the time. Um, she introduced me to it because we skipped school one day. Um, at uni, and ended up like she's like we're having a reality bite today, and I didn't know what that meant. But it involved getting big gulps from Seven Eleven and going thrift shopping. And then I was like, "This am I going to love the movie?" She's like, "You have to go watch the movie right now." So I did, and then I fell in love with it. And then at the time, I liked this guy who was like I thought was like my Ethan Hawke in this movie. And in retrospect, it's like, "Oh, you idiot!" No, he wasn't. But that's cute that you thought he was. Anywho. Uh, you're gonna find out so you love Ethan Hawke I from when I was a child because I think I saw this movie when I was like maybe 10 was like the first time I saw this movie and uh, immediately was in love with Ben Stiller I did not understand why people liked Ethan Hawke because Ethan Hawke is is, I mean we've all liked an Ethan Hawke like everybody in this conversation 
I wish I could like contribute to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to start watching the movie. Okay, do we just start right. watching the movie? Are we pressing yeah, play? Yeah, press play. Okay, I'm pressing play. Ben Stiller yeah. comes uh, up in the in our in our podcast a lot because I think he just might be a very specific type of man. Like he's like in the realm of like my types. Oh, he's very <laughs> hot. Like I can't. I need to. He's, but he's very hot in this movie, and he directed it. I wouldn't be able to handle being near him. I'm I'm very glad. I'm proud of Janine Garofalo <laughs> <laughs> and Winona Ryder. Yeah, yes, but Janine dated him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, Janine dated him, not Winona. Uh, a sucker. As some <laughs> Winona is a sucker. Wait, she was dating Johnny Depp during the filming of this movie. Because he had the Winona Forever tattoo. Oh, is that, when, who, is that who she was dating at the time? Yeah, so Gross. they fell I, in... I guess we couldn't really fault her for dating early 90s Johnny Depp over Ben Still. <laughs> no, they fell in love over um, Edward's scissor hands. And then he, like, ugh. I mean, it sucks that he sucks. But this well, is a- do you know this whole thing that's coming back about Johnny Depp? About, like, everyone thought that he was, like, abusive to Amber Heard. And then, like, it's come out that, like, she was actually abusing him. I, I, it was just a real mess. This is, like, happening. also, I need to talk about how perfect this opening scene is. It's, like, his weird ass shirt like this is so because i'm a little bit older than you guys are my not like i was born in 1985 this is so like my friend's older siblings like seeing them like interacting and doing stuff when i was like a kid and being like oh my god this is like we've got floral dresses we've got a a top button two buttons for no reason we have florals we have pizza we have steve zahn like this is like Steve, Steve, Zahn. <laughs> this is Steve so, Zahn just hanging out with a bunch of teens. It's so <laughs> yes. important. Steve Zahn was a major part of my sister's friend group when I was in elementary school. <laughs> Steve, Zahn, Steve is, Zahn was a busy man hanging out with teens. <laughs> Steve Zahn is with us even now. It was special guest Steve Zahn on this podcast. I'm Steve, Steve Zahn, oh, like a ghost, haunts teens. Oh, like I mean, what is a 90s movie if not for this? Oh, but then the sexual tension between Ethan Hawke and Winona Ryder. Oh, my God. Honestly, I think her, you know what, I'm going to be the devil's advocate this entire time. I think her and Ben Stiller have good sexual tension, too. He's just obsessed with the fact that a girl like Winona would, like, date his lame that yuppie actually, self. Yeah, he's so hot, though. I'm, like, the worst person to talk about this movie. It's, like, everything that's about, but, like, I think Ben Stiller is practical. Uh, <laughs> that he wants what's best for Winona Ryder. Why are you describing Ben Stiller like a car? <laughs> Wait, you should see the car. I think, I think um, Ethan Hawke is a fucking waste of time. Oh, he's a like, fuckboy. He boy. doesn't know what he wants. He is such a fuckboy. I, I really... He doesn't do it for me. He makes me angry. But his dad's dying <laughs> in this movie, and that's why he's, like, reacting to the fact that, like, he's being, his whole world is being shaken because his dad is dying. There's just got to be a way for um, tragedy to happen that doesn't make you a complete asshole to the opposite sex. Like, uh, how... And what... How do we make that happen i don't know sometimes like <laughs> sometimes people just get bored and then bad things happen in their life and there's like there's a guy i'm gonna like him and then maybe ruin his life i don't know what i do in my <laughs> spare time yeah, it's my business and <laughs> just so alex like... are you feeling the really early 90s vibe of this opening credit honestly the main it's... thing for me is just like the 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 video camera they're filming on is too good for the early 90s. Like, yeah. You know, it's got that video grade. I'm like, ah, oh, the depth it can do. 
<laughs> well, they got the too expensive of video cam. Like that's what it should look like. And it does. Wait till you see. This is her documentary. We were just getting like a director's look. Ugh, ben Stiller, what a fox. Um, uh, are you noticing all of the ironic sarcasm? Uh, honestly, I spent most of that time trying to mix the sound on my computer so I can hear both the movie and you oh, okay. at appropriate <laughs> volumes. So all Just, I heard was you guys screaming, cutting between like the Gary Glitter song. It's <laughs> fun for you. Oh, yeah, it opens with the song from Joker. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like in the background you see Joaquin and they're like, who is yeah. that freak? <laughs> I love uh, Susie Kurtz. I think she is a great character actor. I think she should do more. And I once have, I've written several sketches with the name Swoozie Kurtz, but like not in reference to her, just like it exists. This is what I thought restaurants and what they were like when I was uh, a child of the 90s. Like oddly formal, but not at all. Okay. I was going to be like, what? what's so weird about plates and drinks? Like what's going differently than normal? It's just like, like, like but why is this restaurant so absurd to you? Like, look at the vinegar and the oil on the table. And then yet she's got like Coca-Cola in the glass and there's like water in their wine glasses. Like it's fake fancy. It's real fake fancy. Yeah. Um, Winona Ryder has some great hair in this movie. She really like messes up her short little, I don't know what you call that, like a Peter Pan haircut she got. She's growing out her pixie cut, I think. I mean, her and Ethan Hawke have the same haircut. They do. Hers is cooler. <laughs> yeah, Winona Ryder looks so much like my sister in this movie. It's crazy. In the face. <laughs> she married but a child. But dads love talking Ooh. to their wives as if they're children. Aka, I've been living with my parents for a little bit too long this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week since you moved in, I think. <laughs> no, it's been, I think it's literally only been three weeks. And it feels like I've always lived here and that I don't know what life is outside of this place. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. I eat three meals a day. It's weird. <laughs> Not just one long super meal. A fact about this movie is that it takes place in Austin, Texas. Oh, uh-huh. do you think um, Cameron Crowe is some? Oh, not Cameron Crowe. What's the name of the guy that did Boyhood? Uh, Richard Linklater. Richard Linklater. You think he's hanging out somewhere? Oh, God. It'd be a dream if he did. Like, this whole, like, her clothes, everything. Like, I think, like, it's scary how I latched onto this and have refused to let go. And I'm now 34. And I have no intention of ever letting go, I don't think. I mean, I get it. It's, like, it's stylistically, like, this is truly, like, when you're a... I won't even say teenager. I'd say like when you're 11 or 12 and you have, oh look, and that's a young Renee Zellweger. Yes. Who's also from Austin. I love Renee um, Zellweger. I'm going to be honest. Everyone loved Renee Zellweger. Every movie that she was on when she was young, everyone wanted to date her. Like everyone in Days and Confused wanted to date her. Everyone in this movie wanted to date her. It's like the lore of young Renee Zellweger. I also love how um, Jeanine Graffalo's character is obsessed with vintage, etc., and it's all the 70s, whereas now, <laughs> 20 years later, we are obsessed with the 1990s. Like, God, Janine. It's it's so funny, because, like, when you're living through it, like, when I was living through the 90s, when I was living through the early 2000s, I remember thinking, like, no one's ever going to like this, because I know that this is ugly. Like, I was aware yeah. of things being ugly. Yeah, yeah. But then who, who would have see, foreseen that the youth like ugly things? I mean, on purpose. 
I mean, uh, uh, I was saying to someone of like the difference between like when that '70s show started airing and the year it took place. It would be like if we started a show now called like that '2000s show or that '2005 show. Like, oh my god, you're right. It's so recent. I'm like, what is '2000s culture? Like, popped collars and uh, the used. Like, what? Like, I know what, you- what it is. Yeah, I was gonna say I know what it is for girls. Well, for white like Toronto mm. girls who went to high school. Like, you know, Juicy Couture sweatpants and, like, Uggs and, like... But that's, like, we're currently wearing sweatpants and Uggs in this time. <laughs> Comfort never goes out of style, I guess, is the uh, the lesson that we're all learning in these times. I mean, right now, I only wear sweatpants. And then I wear a cute top. And I'm not going to change that anytime soon, I don't think. It feels good to know that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I tried like, on jeans yesterday. They were okay. I feel like you're never going to not wear sweatpants from now on, Anne. I know. Like, like, you, like, you're just sweatpants forever. I came, like, I literally just came out of my own quarantine of, like, the car accident stuff. And now I'm, like, oh yeah, fine. Also, I mean, who doesn't put on some weight when they're out in quarantine? I know I have. Also, I was too small last summer, so now I'm just kind of a normal-sized girl who has, uh, and by normal I mean just, like, not stick rail thin like a sad person last summer so now i've had to get rid of all my jeans because i can't fit into them anymore but i'm also kind of like yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah new pants new fresh start hey, i man. think we should all be different people when this is all over Absolutely. we should all dress completely different from how we've ever dressed before. i'm gonna come i'm gonna come out and my like aesthetics gonna be like three-piece suit no zoot suit i want to come out and be like i'm into swing oh i love <laughs> yeah, oh fedoras all the time yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very just, excited like, to see that. Zoot suits. I'm going to That's just beautiful. I'm going full like Jill Taylor at Home Improvement, I think, and I'm fine with that. I yeah. want to see everybody though. Everybody's coming out a little bit softer. They're gonna have like like if people worked out, sure, but it's not like let's. I think we need to let the hardcore workout dieting era just die and like just enjoy eating food and living life. And I'm so. I was psyched. gonna say. I think, I don't know if it'll, like, completely die because, like, that's hardwired in a lot of us. But I do think that, like, immune health, immune system health is going to be really important. Yes. And that's going to be a major thing. So I think people are going to start eating in a way that they've never eaten before. <laughs> and they might, as in they start eating. <laughs> They'll start eating. They'll start yeah, eating. exactly. Yeah. They won't have, like, diet Coke for breakfast and, but like, shit like that, like... Although I did have a Diet Pepsi today with breakfast, but that's just because I had already had a coffee and I was like, I want something cold on this hot summer morning. Oh man, <laughs> I wish I'd have made coffee before we started this. Is it summer outside today? I gotta go outside. <gasps> the gap! My pride and joy of a store. What's very interesting about this movie, I think in general, is just that their lives, they, they live like millennials, like how millennials have been portrayed, but this is like hardcore generation x so why is everyone giving millennials such a fucking hard time when this has already existed follow the money vitae okay follow the money (laughs) the illuminati up there is this is your boyfriend alessandra this is my boyfriend we make a lot of jokes but my boyfriend's very talented and very attractive and his name is ben stiller he's single yeah he is Mm -hmm. he's a cancer survivor He did this, like, podcast tour last year. I, I think it was to promote Escape from Dannemore. And it was him just, like, being like, yeah, 
I'm also doing this podcast because I'm visiting all these colleges for my daughter and blah, blah, blah. And he just did a real good campaign of being the sweetest man. My God. And I won't hear anything less than that because then I hear all other stories that he's not a nice guy and I don't want to hear. I do like the, like the, the guys you're attracted to are people that like, if you were to hook up with him, you would ruin his life. Like, <laughs> like, like, you're trying to the Ben life. Stiller, and the thing you like about Ben Stiller is that he's a sweet dad. And if you were like, to, you're like, I want to home wreck that. I want to get between him divorced. and his wife and child. Well, they're divorced. He's divorced now, my friend. So yeah, he's divorced. He's greatly. Uh, let's think of it. Tortured, scarred. We. I mean, I'm. A, let's hope gives him some character. Yeah, it sounds to me like he's been looking for, like, an early 30s girl who's, like, boned a lot of comedians, so she's, like, she's prepared. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that sounds so familiar. Why are you describing Alex like a girl, though? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have you know I bone no comedian. <laughs> really? None? Yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever boned a comedian. What? That's I haven't either, though, but you guys are in the comedian scene. For me, I would be, like, having to, like, step out and... Yeah. For you, it's like, I have to watch an improv show. I would hate to do that. I'm not going to do that. There's no way I'm going to do that. Um, Told the story of when I first started in comedy, like, as in, like, I realized that this is what I wanted to do professionally, so I, like, finished theater school, and then I started taking classes again, and that's when I started doing, like, live shows. And I remember being like, oh, okay, I really want this as my career. So I'm never going to get drunk at a show because I want um, to be like have my wits about me be very professional. And I'm like never going to date anyone in this scene because I, I want to be able to work with everybody. I want to cut and I from did that like, for like that, two <laughs> like that sentence and just hard cut to you at your birthday this year. <laughs> what happened at your birthday this year? Nothing just, happened at my birthday this year. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened at my birthday this year. It was just you drunk as hell to me like. I tried and blah. I'm like, just go home. <laughs> you live around the corner. Go home. I, you know how drunk I was? I was so drunk that I got noodles and also ordered an Uber home, even though I lived five minutes away and forgot that I had ordered the Uber and then just walked home. You know, then you're responsible, I guess, for the pandemic because it was like two days after your birthday. Everything Literally. went to shit. Literally. Yeah. My birthday was the last party. And I, oh my God, I, you, I was going to maybe go and then I didn't go. Damn it, Anne. Oh, it's my fault. I, I broke it. I broke the continuum. When, when this uh, is over, baby going to throw many a party and we're all going to spit into each other's mouth yeah. and herd immunity. I just, <laughs> sorry, that's how it works. <laughs> Listen, as someone that's been a germaphobe since I was like 12 years old, I just want to say I've been ready for the hoarding of hand sanitizer for a very long time, <laughs> and even I'm on my last bottle, and I'm starting to panic. And if I'm starting to panic about that... Well, I... first things first, I, my parents watch a lot of news, and Sanjay Gupta says the best thing for your hands, for literally killing the virus, is... Soap, just soap and water. It's better than bleach, it's better than hand sanitizer. I know, but it's making my hands bleed i mean yeah, this yeah. is the most boring conversation in the world we're ruining the movie for everybody i'm so sorry that's okay we have quarantine talk in every episode now oh good there's a whole episode there's the first ep- like the first episode of quarantine started i was at vite's house and just started having panic attacks really yeah he did yeah. it was before episode. we didn't we didn't understand what social distancing actually meant so i told alex he could come over to my house <laughs> um fucking 
So Ethan Hawke is moving in with one with okay. So Winona Ryder, Janine Garofalo, Steve Zahn all live together. Steve Zahn does not live there. Steve Zahn is Zahn does not live. No, he's his own apartment. Because then there's that argument that happens later in the movie. Sammy, you don't even live here. And then it she yeah. And then it's like, hey, my little unemployed waif, and that's what. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Ethan Hawke is there. He's an out of work wannabe band man how old is ethan hawk supposed to be in this movie like 25 they're all 23 oh, <laughs> oh my god because so he i still think but they must in real life must be closer to like 30 i think Ginny garofalo actually was around 30 um and then uh, winona was 23 ish because she was such I a like can't. I can't with that information. What's happening right now? What, what is the brownie? Do no, you love I said the brownie? I can't with it. No, no, I, I'm talking about Winona Ryder being 23. She's very lucky. There's no way Ethan Hawke isn't always 45. <laughs> he does look 45. He's really um, cute, though, in this movie. I have to say I'm sorry. It is really... I love a 90s haircut on a guy. And... Um, he looks like a little rat boy. <laughs> yeah. They both look like different versions of my friend's dad. Ooh. Ooh. Who's your friend's dad? Is he single? What's <laughs> <laughs> his deal? No, I mean, now he's like 70, but... Oh. Well, I wonder how that'll age. Um, they have the classic bullshit. Like, we're just friends, but we're both, like, really And who among us? Young, heterosexual people who are single. I can't did stand you, that. Did you see, like, there was, like, a clip going around, like, Twitter... Of like a girl like a girl like climbing on a guy and like going up over the top and like through his legs and then as it's happening just zooms in on his girlfriend on the couch just being like the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Okay, so this is a type of behavior that is truly. Oh my god! I need a link to that. I'll send it to you. Look at his beautiful tie and um, suspenders matching situation. I just love that like this movie does what the 90s did best, and that's called like smoking inside and smoking <laughs> inside. I do I do think smoking inside looks super cool in a movie and is a fucking nightmare in real life. Have you ever smoked inside, you guys, though? Because I got to say, it isn't that bad. I mean, I've smoked pot inside, but I've never smoked a cigarette inside. I smoked a couple. I've smoked a couple cigarettes in my apartment, and then there's like a, no one's allowed. But like, when you're at a party in like you know, and it's 2009, and you just don't care, and everyone's smoking inside because someone's parents are gone, you're like, this is living. It really stays though in the house. <laughs> this is living. <laughs> this is what life was was meant to be. Um, yeah, okay, so, like, the podcast knows, and like everyone who follows me on Instagram, very into Timothy Chalamet, especially during these times, and he's apparently best friends with Kiernan Shipka, so the girl from Mad Men, and Mm -hmm. she's Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and they have that type of relationship where they call each other brother and sister, and they're always like, happy birthday to my brother, oh, ew, I would never date him, and it's like, you know what, you fucking stop lying to me. You're, she's probably for sure in love with him. And this is my weird pet peeve. That, like, there were always <laughs> girls in high school 
that were like super hot and they were always best friends with like the cute boy and they'd always be like ew he's like my brother and it's like shut up i never was hot enough when i was young to say that about anybody and (laughs) i'm sad about that in my old age where i feel like i have graduated into like away from my awkward look and more to like okay i know how to do my hair and makeup and stuff and like look cute but, like, now I'm too old to pull that shit. Like, if I were to be like, he's like my brother, everyone would be like, you're the reason he's divorcing his wife. And then it would just be very uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like the, it was always I was just very into, uh, I was just very into incest, so I just kept saying it about everybody in hopes <laughs> oh. that they would agree Why and still sleep. very into incest? <laughs> Obviously, I was doing a bit, but let's follow <laughs> this bit farther. Um... <laughs> Oh my god, they're introducing Ben Stiller more into this movie. And Ethan Hawke is low-key jealous, which is a look I love to see. See, but like, what the fuck, man? Just ask her out. Both of you are tipping your hand to being like, I like my men damaged, I like them (laughs) unstable. (laughs) I mean, do I? A little. Interesting. You just said he looks jealous, a look I like to see. implying that. I, I mean, I like to make Men look Men jealous. jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this scene is iconic, Alex. You have to watch this scene because it's very important. It's a real iconic scene, actually. Anne is correct. I wish Ben Stiller was a part of it. Oh, get a grip. <laughs> they don't make Pringles ripples anymore, and I don't think that's fair. I don't know how they would make it. Like, is it like a ruffled Pringle? Yeah. That's wild. My Sharona. This is like us. And Alex, you'd be the one who would be horrified and wouldn't participate. God, what a perfect moment in history. I'll never forget that. This movie made this song really big. The Knack, baby. Oh, they're all they're watching old TV shows. It'd be like if we were watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch now or Reality Bites. It is like we're watching Reality Bites now. Except Reality Bites is like 25 years away from us. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's equivalent. This is like, yeah, this is actually what I miss in quarantine the most is like a 2, yes. 3 a.m. hangout. Everyone's just drinking and like just chilling. And uh, such a good time. It's such a good time. <laughs> I hope that we can be out in the summer. Oh, my God. My boyfriend. Excuse me. I love that. His hair is. What is she doing? She's getting ready for a date with Ben Stiller. Because he oh, called yeah, he her and asked. Her out. I forgot he oh, called her. Like, I love like, this reaction. Yeah, she was whack- she was bleaching her upper lip, which is I love I love a realistic female moment in a movie like when in the Mindy Project where Mindy's getting ready and she's just shaving her arms like very like casually and I'm like yes girl, <laughs> I am seen. <laughs> Winona's outfit is like my dream outfit all the time and I need everyone to know that now that I'm in quarantine and I can't go thrift shopping I want to die because I can't is it really that hard to find a like pattern dress and a cardigan no. I feel like that's all H&M sold for like a full 10 years no you have yeah, to get the material out yes thank you it's rayon for the first for the <laughs> like like good lord because it doesn't wrinkle it's perfect but oh uh, God, I only bought three so far for the season and then the quarantine happened. What I'm telling you is that my life is hard and I wish I was at dinner with Ben Stiller right now as well. (laughs) Reality really does bite. Reality bites because I'm not currently having a date with this era Ben Stiller. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that much, guys. (laughs) Look at his hair. Look at it. That's a full head of hair. 
Yeah, he he's always had that. Yeah, he has, and he's he's kept it. Um, here's the deal. Mm. I think I've m- made peace with my singleness during these times, to the point where like I've killed a part of me. <laughs> like I feel nothing anymore. Mm-hmm. But watching this movie <laughs> has made me realize, like, oh, I hope I I hope I date when this is all over. <laughs> I actually so my friend had this like. She got accepted to Rhea, and then I got accepted to Rhea, and then yeah, I, and you tried to invite me, and did it work? And it didn't work. Oh no, and it didn't work. Okay, let me look into how I can send another invite then. Because that's I, okay. Finish your story. Please. Um, <laughs> I'm like, it's it's like the perfect answer to quarant to like boys and crushes and stuff during quarantine because. I'm never like I'm not gonna hang out with any of these people. Like I, I, what am I gonna hang out with these people? Like I can't hang out with these people for like fucking five months. But I mean, I'm just there's sorry, like finish what you're gonna say. But there's like it's almost like because I saw an article on this too, where it's like romance has almost replaced hookup culture now because we are just having all these conversations. It's just like conversations with like cute guys, and it's perfect. So this is what what I was gonna say is like I'm so tired of reading these articles about saying like everyone's having dates that are like moving slow and blah 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 and getting to know each other and it's like i i'm not even kind of on the apps right now because i just don't even like i just i just don't feel like doing that right now but i feel like i'm i'm when this is all over everyone's gonna be all coupled out and i missed out no i don't think that's true i think it'll be the opposite when it's all over it's gonna be a buyer's market yeah i agree (laughs) it's gonna be a bull market like you're gonna you're you're gonna you're gonna be living in like a Archie universe where you're watching two movies with two guys at the same time. Yeah, like you're, gonna, <laughs> you're gonna you're you're gonna be pitching threesomes to save time. You're gonna. Oh my god. That's I a hundred percent agree because think of how many divorces are gonna happen <laughs> after this. People are quarantined with people they loved seven weeks ago and now they hate them. And yeah. they want to leave. Well, so far, uh, there has been two celebrity breakups in this time. Who? If you're getting divorced, you already knew you were divorced. Timothy Chalamet and Lily Rose Depp. Well, they're oh. like, over. they're 14. So, yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah they, they don't count. No. And then Kristen Cavallari and her football. <gasps> oh, it's husband. true. But she's an anti-vaxxer. So, like, maybe he was finally like, I wish she there was a vaccine. She's an anti-vaxxer? Mm-hmm. <sighs> he was probably like, I wish That's there was a vaccine for COVID. <laughs> And he, she was like, "No, too far." I keep pitching to my girlfriend, oh my God, in, I, I keep pitching my girlfriend in quarantine. Let's open this relationship up. Like now, like I just keep joke pitching her an open relationship where neither of us can leave. And I think it's very funny, but no one else finds this funny. I as think I it's do. funny. I think I will laugh <laughs> at you, that. Ma'am. That's a funny joke. I think it's a quality bit, but I'd have to like punch you in the dick every once in a while when you would make it. I like <laughs> Mal claims she's very happy. She's quarantined with me. She enjoys it. She's happy. She's got. She's not alone. But I feel like I have to be exhausting. Like I'm just. I don't have an audience to perform to, and I need that so badly. And all I'm doing, <laughs> Man, she's she's my whole audience. Like all day, all night, I'm just doing bits for for her, and she honestly is not my biggest fan when it comes to comedy. And is <laughs> oh my god, bless your heart. She, she, th- she thinks I'm very funny, but I'm a lot of my bits involve exhausting somebody. So. Uh, <laughs> I won't lie. I think, like, if we were, like, I'm imagining us being in quarantine together, Alex, and, like, I love you so much, but we would destroy, like, I would kill you, and you would kill me. You, you, you would, I would be annoying to get attention. Yes. And then your same 
path of doing that would be like, I'm going to destroy him. Yes! <laughs> him inside out. I think, first of all, if me and Anne were quarantined, we'd have the time of our life. We'd have a great time and we'd um, know when to separate. We would be really yeah, good at being so like too. boundaries. I think we would we would have the most fun snacks and we'd always watch movies together. Or we would never argue over what to watch because we would always be feeling the same thing yeah if me and alex quarantined together <laughs> i would feel anxious and yeah. alex wouldn't make me feel better he would say something else that would be like yeah you're probably right and so we would just both be in different corners of the house shaking with fear. <laughs> yeah that's that's really accurate that's yeah that's a horrific but amazing mental image <laughs> <laughs> we, See, we this would is great they have great chemistry we would spiral um, together so hard. So hard. No, I know. Because I need someone. That's why I had to move out with from my roommate because she she was having a tough time and I was having a tough time and I was like, ooh, I need normalcy. And my parents are very much the same. Like, they're worried, I guess, but my dad is always worried what, like, is a hypochondriac and my mom is always cooking it at home. So it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> I personally am super stoked that I'm like quarantined with my parents because I live alone and if I were to be alone I think by this time I would you would watch like some fucking Howard Hughes peeing in a jar shit <laughs> and I am a child who needs I need my mommy and daddy the, the one <laughs> I need my mommy and daddy too actually it's really nice having them around. I know I like I'm not ashamed once I said to my therapist I'm like I'm embarrassed that I like choose to stay over at my parents house like almost every night and I have my own place and she's like we are the only culture that equates isolation to success and it's creepy and weird and I was like oh my god yes it's true I've and em- by we you mean white people because Italians and a lot of other multicultural groups do not equate that. yes one I- time I went to uh, one time I went to a bank and there was like a uh, I, I think she was Thai. Like she helped. Like she helped me. Like it was like a whole thing. It was like there for an hour dealing with some problem. And at the, and at the end of the hour, she's just like, "Let me ask you. You're a young guy. Do you move out? Did you live? Do you live away from your parents? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Why? My fucking son wants to move out, and I don't understand why. And it's just, I'm trying to leave a bank after I've been there for a full hour, and she's like being like, "Tell my son he should live with me. My 28 year old son. I'm like, let him move." This is my dad. My dad keeps saying, like, you know what? When you're 50, you can move out. And I was like, do you want me to be the saddest girl in the world? (laughs) (laughs) My my physiotherapist, she's... like they they're an Indian family so they live like there are they do live multi-generationally like she lives with her mother-in-law and then they have kids and like like it's a pretty packed house but can I be real when she talks about it it sounds amazing like everybody's like very they all help each other out everybody gets along it's like a support system all the time it depends right because like the way that I'm with my parents like I um don't find it hard to like live with them and I don't find it hard to like be an adult around them and I and they give me the right kind of space that I need same but I think like my sisters like one of my sisters would have a really tough time living with because she gets too hooked into them and is too much a part of their relationship like my mom and dad and like it feels like she's obligated to do stuff whereas like I feel like because I like Maybe because I'm the youngest, so I've never really had, like, responsibilities the way that I should have. Like, it's easy for me to, like, put boundaries. So it's, it's a, it all depends on, like, the kind of boundaries that you're able to put up for yourself. And if you have a tough time with boundaries, then you're not going to like living with your parents as an adult. Yeah, I love a boundary. I'm, like, yeah. I love boundaries. Also, like, my mom and dad are very, like, cool about 
staying out of my business if I don't want them to be in my business. And I respect their space. So Yeah, exactly. And we live in a really small house. So it's also like I grew up in a small quarter so I can I know how to like cocoon in my room and be like, it's okay, I'll just watch reality bites for the fifty fourth time. Yes, I, I don't take up much space. No. We would be great roommates, Alessandra, except... And do you want to buy a house together? Yeah. Because it's a buyer's market when this is over. A buyer's market, it'll be great. We'll have 42 dates a night with different guys. All You'll have half of them with Ben Stiller. You'll just wear different wigs. It'll be great. <laughs> and Alex will be, you know, shaking in a corner. He'll be Susan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Alex, I don't know if you caught what happened in the last scene, but so he made fun of her for ma- she, he, yeah, she was making that. out with Benson. No, they and then did he it. That he like oh, he loves they her. It? They went to Bone Town, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I, I don't remember that. I thought they were just making out. Yeah. And this is like, um, yeah, of course they did because they have really good chemistry. Because Gen X. Um, so and that's why I don't like Ethan Hawke because he does shit like that. What does he expect her to do? To sit there and be treated like shit? I don't. Yes. Think so. <laughs> just tip your hand <laughs> I don't think so baby um, this is probably very progressive for this movie to show someone getting an AIDS test I imagine yeah I think that's really cool I like that's why I like reality bites so much because um, not just because of that scene but it is super casual in the way they like address these things which is like in 1994 people still didn't 100% get what AIDS was all about or even thought that like heterosexual people could get it so it's kind of a big deal that they have like Janine Garofalo going it's not a guy going it's not Steve Zahn who's gay it's Janine Garofalo who goes so I think that's really cool I feel like this movie was made today and it was about like 2020 culture it would be insufferable and I feel like it's probably pretty insufferable people who watch this movie at the time it came out because it'd be like, if it was like 2020, it'd be like, she's an influencer and she has two non-binary guys who are after her. Like, I mean, yes and no in the sense that I find it very like ahead of its time. Like, I think you could make this movie now and actually not even have to change things. No, exactly. You keep everything exactly the same, except maybe more diversity. Actually, yes, more diversity. And she's like basically an intern here. So it's like very like production intern. Only the difference is they. But pay it is them. always fun. It is fun to make things like the modern equivalent. I was watching Little Women with my roommate a few weeks ago, and she was like, "Oh, when I heard that this was Greta Gerwig's Little Woman, I thought that it was modern." And then I couldn't unsee that, and all we wanted to do was modernize Little Woman. And now I'm disappointed that Greta Gerwig did not take <laughs> that opportunity. Oh, I wanted so to. It is a good time. I wanted to because I love the book Little Women. Um, and I, I really enjoyed the movie. We talked about this on podcast before, but I really mm. wanted it to be like, like almost like the absolute, like, like they're just true shitheads. Like, cause like that is like kind of what little women is, is like they're rebellious, but it's like so subtle and like of the style of the time they're rebelling. And it's like, let's yeah, show yeah. them what, what it would be like if they rebelled in the same way, like you would rebelled today and like, just have like, like fucking, uh, 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 Florence, like poo throwing a beer can at timothy chalamet's head and being like fuck you like i want to see like i want to see them run from like the civil war police Um, (laughs) well then you're just writing a different story write that story alex yeah i want to well you have nothing else to do i I wanted to write uh like like pitch an animated show called big women where it's just (laughs) what i'm describing and uh i said that to someone and they're like 
Alex, you're not the person to write that. I'm like, but I do. I, I like all these things. I mean, you should just hire. Yeah, you can do it. Write under a pen name and but make Alex everyone. But are going to be busy. Oh yeah, we're, we're going to write our movie finally. We're finally writing our movie, which is the sequel to My Best Friend's Wedding called My yeah. Best Friend's Divorce. We're very excited about it. Stay tuned. Yes. I, I watched it again last night, and it's such a good movie. And yeah, it's the best. Mollison told me to uh, stop talking as I'm watching. She's like, it's... She, she, she did at one point say, there's currently no podcast being recorded as I was, like, talking <laughs> my way through the movie. <laughs> I know. It's nothing... I love talking through a movie. Well, what happens is like during these quarantine times, mm-hmm. I've been um, watching movies like this, but with friends. And then I realize like, oh, I'm allowed to just watch. I don't have to like constantly keep up a conversation. As an aside, this movie is like Mad Men where you just want to smoke through the whole thing. Did, I don't know if you guys it does, smoke. It makes me want to have like people over at midnight and like play drinking games and all that jazz. This makes me want to like go outside with a friend right now and be like, let's go get some shitty cigarettes and drink massive, cheap, disgusting coffees and talk shit. And that is per- it's perfect summer. Me and Sarah Heggie have plans for the first day that we can have, like you can see people. We're going to sit on a bench. We're going to smoke some cigarettes and we're getting giant big gulps from 7-Eleven. <laughs> oh. Do you I, think uh, this movie was sponsored by 7-Eleven and that's why? God, I, Probably. I wish it was. I love 7-Eleven. I went for social distance beers uh, in the financial district because we figured no one would be there. Mm-hmm. And it was a blast in that the financial district was full empty. Uh, if you yelled too loud, you would echo off all the buildings. That's cool. And uh, there were so many flies Flies, like an absurd amount of flies. Like nature is healing. This festering wound on our culture. Is. Oh God! Also, did we just see this kiss that he gave her? He put he. It was tongue first. Yeah, it he was went, he went molars first. Like he was yeah. going for it. He's gonna crawl inside. Was, do you think that was a choice? Do you think Ben Stiller's like really give it to her mouth? Well, I'm gonna read into. Okay, I'm gonna read into it, and I'm gonna say that like. He is not used to, like, an egalitarian relationship by any stretch. He's, like, a player. So, if you know he prioritizes his own pleasure and his own wants before anyone else's. Thus, I do think it was an intentional kiss. I think it was intentional, too. I think I don't think that's how Ethan Hawke kisses. I think I think they're like, this is how Troy would kiss. Yes, I, I mean, don't. Next time you kiss, try and kiss that way. It's not comfortable for anybody. No! It's, just like, it's an attack. It's what like, you I was going to say, the pleasure. What is the pleasure you're getting out of really jamming your whole mouth inside yeah. of someone else's mouth? It's yeah, so it's like, high what, school. What pleasure do you get for being like, I'm going to touch your tonsils? Like, Ew. what are you? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a high school makeout sitch. I think it was like Ethan Hawke doesn't know what a doesn't know doesn't know what a kiss, mm-hmm. and uh, Ben Stiller's like yeah just like kiss her and like does this like all right try again this time like way less tongue and like that was the best take they got like <laughs> you were like okay you know what let's just leave it it's good that's yeah. fine no one will notice. Um, God, I want to kiss someone. You know what, guys? We gotta get out of this place. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> That we finally get time off and we're not allowed to spend it as we wish. This is this is the definition of why 
earth is the real hell. There's no such thing as heaven or hell. I feel like I've been, like, oscillating between, like, at first it was, like, you're almost traumatized by what's going on. Like, you're just like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. And then last week I was like, okay, you got to get your shit together. You got to, like, make a schedule, like, actually work, treat it, like, just pretend that you're choosing this for some reason. (laughs) And then that was okay. Well, it's acceptance. That's actually very smart. It's, like, the, the stages of griefing. And now, but I, oh God, I just want to like, I just want you to watch this like together. Like imagine how nice that would be. Like for real together, like at someone's house. Or together on stage in front of an audience (gasps) of people where I am crushing all the way. Jamming his mouth inside (laughs) another woman's mouth. Just full destroying molar to molar contact with the whole audience. We're learning. Oh my god. I think when you when Maul comes home, Alex, you should greet her in that way. And just see how it goes. I've already done the bit of kissing her too hard and she got mad at me. Like I'm running at here's the problem is I can't you're saying like, oh I need to like treat this if i wanted to i'm having such a hard time writing because all i do is see mollison try to get her to like think i'm hilarious and then like have no ideas and like that is like my my day and i write and it's terrible and then i hate it i hate this you had to do the bit that i like doing well i've only done it with two boyfriends and actually they're not allowed to know that i did it with one or the other one because it's apparently (laughs) both of their bits but um you got to do the the two small kiss. So you get up real I've close to the person's one. face. Have I've you done it? Because you told me about it and I started doing it with her and Ma's like, please stop. <laughs> I think it's so funny. So Anne, you go up real close to the person's face and you measure how far away your lips are and then you try to give them the smallest kiss you could possibly give. Do and you, it's a real good time. Do they know that that's what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they know, they know. So it's, it's usually like you're lying in bed together and then you like you go like, okay, hold on. And then you kiss and then you move back a little bit and then you go like, like just and you have to and then you you try to go smaller it's ugh, i would do it today if i could well i've decided i'm gonna date brad pitt so i'm gonna do that the next time uh, we hang out but only brad pitt dressed up as anthony fauci um a hundred percent yeah and also yeah absolutely i don't want also i understand that we all love brad pitt's like smoke and bond but can i like i'm i need him to put on some like real person weight because this is not now I will feel pressured. Like if you're like a six packer, like start like you know what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? I just think Brad Pitt. Okay, so I was listening to this. This is our podcast corner on our podcast. Mm-hmm. I was listening to this podcast with it was Dax Shepard's podcast, but it was an offshoot, and it was oh that's Ben Siller's mom by the way. Uh, it's and she's, true. She's and she's also on Sex in the City. She's famous. She's famous herself. Um, but anyways, so Dak Shepard did a podcast with Kumail Nanjani and Rob McClenahan, like the guy from It's Always Sunny, and they just talked about men's bodies and because they're all really, like, fit and how their brains are fucked and why do they want to be that kind of fit and blah, blah, blah. And they talked to Kumail about, like, what it took for him to get that fit. And the only one that seemed like he didn't have body dysmorphia was Rob, the guy from It's Always Sunny. But they talked specifically. Did Rob get like super fat for a season? Yeah, because he thought that it would be funny. It's very um, funny. So um, they talk about Brad Pitt's body, and they all came to the consensus for people who have worked out to the extent that they have that Brad Pitt is naturally muscular. And then he just is able to improve and or change the shape of his muscles. But even at his least amount of fitness, he will still have a six pack. So I hate to break it to you, Anne. 
Well, I'm going to, I mean, we're going to end up together and that's fine. But like, God, now the, as long as he doesn't expect me to be fit, that's fine. That's okay. Well, apparently, do you know the, 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 the gossip about who he's dating right now? Oh, I've heard. Oh, I've it's heard. It's Alia Shakwat. I don't, I don't know how to say her last name. Who? Maybe. Maybe from Arrested Development. What? Yeah. Yeah. Is it in Brad Pitt? Yes. What? Yes. So here's the deal. They were <laughs> seen together. They were seen together okay. a lot before the quarantine. Mm-hmm. And then a paparazzi took a picture of her leaving his house during the quarantine. Yeah, like two days ago. But they really denied it. They denied it, denied it, denied it. Yeah, they're really sticking to that story. I feel like Brad Pitt, his life is quarantine. Because I also listen to this podcast, another podcast corner, um, that's like a pop culture one. And they all live in L.A. And they're all like, we see every celebrity. Like, we know where people live. We see them out in the world. They'll, They'll go to grocery stores. Brad Pitt does not leave his house. And if he goes out, he's going to someone else's house. That man doesn't. He doesn't have a life outside. That seems really so, awful. Get ready. Well. No, I bet you if he were to like. It's a nightmare for him, I'm sure. If he came here, say he was like in Toronto or in like Cambridge with me, obviously. Yeah, no one classic. would expect to see him here. So they wouldn't think it was him. They would just leave us alone because they'd be like, there's no way Brad Pitt is in Cambridge, Ontario. Yeah. They would see the most famous movie star in the world in the corner and not recognize him. Well, Correct, be, Anne. Why, Correct. <laughs> why would they recognize him in here? Like, they'd be like, why is he so, with her? I've, I've, seen so, I've seen more images of Brad Pitt than my grandfather. Well, like, I'm more likely to oh understand. Oh my God, that what, is so true. Like, if I saw that my grandfather so... in the corner of my eye and Brad Pitt, I would recognize Brad Pitt first. That is so fucking true. I'm so bad that recognizing celebrities, guys. I can't see. Like, I. Uh, it's almost like I have celebrity blindness. If I. You could be like, so and so sitting right there. And I'll be like, who? Where? So I play it cool. And thus everyone else would be like, no, it can't be him because this normal girl wearing a large plaid shirt, she's not even phased. It must be her uncle. Yeah, you're right. You want people to think that the guy you're dating is your friggin' uncle. Yeah. Come on, Anne. <laughs> That's 100% true. Also, this guy... Gotta, I'm sorry. This scene kills me because... We got a David Spade sighting. David Spade I, has an interesting energy. I, I was going to say, yeah. I don't understand David Spade in the slightest. Like, in general or today? At any point in his career. Um, I love him in The Emperor's New Groove. Well, yes. Oh, yeah, okay, yes. Is that is where David Spade shines. No I mean... What happened in The Emperor's New Groove? How is that movie so funny in comparison to other Disney movies? I think like, it's, what? it's the last of its kind. It's the last drawed Disney movie. Yes. Like, it, it's so funny, and the other Disney movies are just like... I wish I were king and like no jokes. Yes. And, like, wh- <laughs> like what happened for Emperor's New Groove where they were like, all right, write them. Like what? Like what? <laughs> Do they have all these jokes they throw out? Like what occurred? I think they, they tried to make Hercules funny and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a funny part in The Lion King. It was when? like Timon and Pumbaa, but like I wouldn't call them hilarious. No, well, they're hilarious, but they're like elderly gay uncle hilarious. They're not like, they're, there's no jokes though. No. Like, I mean, except for the whole thing about Pumbaa farting. Remember that? It's a pretty good joke. I mean, I remember like the, like as, like 
every line in Emperor's New Groove is basically a joke. Like, there's... Is there anything on this menu that isn't covered in gravy? There's Kronk, yeah. and then like his little de- devil, Kronk little is angel. So funny. Oh my god, it's the best did, movie. Did you did you drink the did you drink the uh, poison? Yes. Poison is made for cuckoo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poison label cuckoo. Yes. Uh, this is Ben Stiller's current girlfriend in the movie. This is Janine Triplehorn. And if you listen to the podcast, I'm a big fan of early '90s beauty, Janine Triplehorn. I just think she's really pretty. Did you ever see Mickey Blue Eyes starring Janine I Triplehorn? I did. I liked her. So a lot. did I. I saw it on my birthday when I was 13. <laughs> Anyways, I just think that Ben Stiller was flying real high directing a movie, dating Janine Triplehorn. I think he was flying pretty close to the sun. Also, Ben Stiller's always had, like, babes as his girlfriend's and or wife. Like, Christine Taylor, like, she's a knockout. Yeah. It was Janine Garofalo, Janine Triplehorn. Whoa, they both have the same name. Uh, Christine Taylor, and then, I guess, me. And I'm pretty cute. You're the cutest of all of them. And it's as simple <laughs> as that. And, and the true. most famous. You are the most famous. <laughs> you definitely said, no, like, who's that uncle vibe? <laughs> that's very funny this is unbelievable (laughs) oh this is when the big fight Um, happens soon i think but my whole thing is like i just think it's unfair of ethan hawk to be mad at her because she's allowed to date obviously but also she like i don't know he took him he took the rejection like a little baby bitch too because then he makes her feel bad after she's had a day of like bad job interviews see alex remember when you thought it was really funny one year when i was like i'm in the bell jar and you're like that's perfect it's from this upcoming scene that i've taken that line and you'll see oh you'll see i'm just a book boy who enjoys the book you're i'm just a book book boy. boy And I book too, book, 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 book. This is a very important confrontation in this film. I have a friend who, like, I love her dearly, but she misunder she's never read the book, and thus she does not understand when I say I was in the bell jar. She thinks it means I'm busy at work. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that for I'm busy at work. I'm, I mean, I'm busy at work. I, I'm in the bell jar also implies that being depressed is your job. <laughs> like... She'll be like, oh, I've been in the bell jar. I've been doing this and this at work. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't even correct I'm, her. I'm just like, sure. I've never re- read bell jar, though. I feel like I want to read it. It's very depressing. It's mm. in the bell jar is like the only people is like, you got to be like on the brink. Yeah. When you, when you were having your panic attacks, that's when you would connect with it. Otherwise it's just like whiny for uh, 200 pages. That's exactly uh, yes, right. Angsty. That's exactly right. It's like, what's that other, there's like catcher in the rise when you're angsty as well. Like as an yeah. adult, oh, if yeah. you read catcher in the rise, oh. very much like my parents love me and they want to give me money. Yeah. No, they're phonies. <laughs> you're like, okay, calm down. <laughs> They're phonies. I just want to stand in a field and catch children. <laughs> Is that what happens? I forget. I read it so long ago. No, that's what it means. The catcher in the rye is yeah. like kids. What is it? They're playing like softball and he was afraid that they'd fall off the edge and he would just, he could just like take care of them or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So, Basically, I failed that quiz in, uh, in it, English class. He's, it's, it's about like he goes like that. I mean, the plot of it is like he's mad in a city, is a has sex with a prostitute, and then continues to be mad in a city. 
Yeah, classic. Based off the movie, Igby Goes Down. Remember <laughs> Igby Goes Down? Oh my god, no! <laughs> I really like that movie, and then it's like it's like a shitty version of Catcher in the Rye. So with, uh, what's his face? Kieran Culkin. Oh, this is like my dream look. What? Oh yeah, she look looks look so looks cool like here. She looks so cool. She looks like like a grunge Cindy Crawford Pepsi commercial. Now, Alex, what she's doing here is because her dad gave her this gas card as part of her graduation present, like a gas credit card. So she needs money. So she is going to all of these, like, chain gas stations and then offering to fill up strangers' cars with her gas card if they give her the cash. So his, <laughs> he was like, I'll pay for your gas card for a year. So she's like, fine. And then she tried to ask him for help, and he wasn't having it. So bada-bing, she's doing fraud. And it's great. Everyone loves crime. I love crime. Big crime fan over here. Guys, do we think that crimes have gone down in this time because no one's going out? I wonder. I mean, probably. it probably suck for anyone who needed to commit some crimes right now. Her outfit here is, oh my god, the fight coming up between her and Ethan Hawke here is like charged as hell. Yeah. I love, How is I it? love a fight i love a breakup scene all of this is my favorite oh how is it in comparison to the marriage story fight oh you why don't we see wait for it shall we do shall we see side by side also where's ben stiller he's um out he's on a business trip pitching her show um i would be so pissed if i was janine groffalo and steve zahn i'd be like get the fuck out of here i would love watching yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, don't leave. And then I would, t- I'd t- then after I would just be like, Steve Zahn, let's go talk so much shit. <laughs> I'd, you know, I'd quietly lock the door so it would have to <laughs> stay inside a yeah. little longer. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, I don't think I've ever watched people that aren't my parents fight. Like I've been what around my you? sisters with their significant others and I could tell that they are going to fight or they have been fighting, but they haven't fought in front of me. One of the best bus rides I've ever been on, it was a bus ride to like Hamilton or something. And a couple gets on and they're sitting there, they're quiet, they're like in the seats in front of me. And then about 10 minutes in us leaving the station, they start a fight that they don't finish until they get off the bus at the next stop. Oh no. Like in, like I'm going like I'm going like two cities down and they the next stop they get off and they're still fighting and I'm like, do I dick around in Hamilton for a bit and see how this fight turns out because I was invested. Best bus yeah. trip ever taken in my life. It was over nothing, too. He, <laughs> he talked to a girl, but then she had full cheated on him like a year before. Oh, I loved it. Oh, you learned so much. Oh, it was the best fight in the world. They were... They, it started quiet, but at some point they forgot other people were around. <laughs> oh, my God. I love... I've been, I've been at friends' houses when it's obvious their significant other and them are in a fight, and mm. I've interrupted the fight by adhering to our plans. And <laughs> then you love rules. I love rules. Like I showing up and being like, "Hey guys," da, 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 and then be like, "Why does it feel dirty?" Oh God! And then it's like, "Why does it feel so weird in here?" And then, um. Though I remember once my friend left the room to go get something and then her husband was like, of course, don't ask her about this because she'll never have an answer. And you're like, 
Ooh, sir, <laughs> sir, we're not friends. I'm friends with her. I don't. Yeah, I'm I, never gonna be on yours. <laughs> I find I tolerate you, and you feel like a dad at best. So I am not down. Oh, I'm getting comfortable again. I mean, I'm, I have to get uncomfortable because I'm getting sleepy. Oh, haha. I'm a little bit uncomfortable, guys. I've dislocated my jaw. How? Because of tension. Mm, welcome to. <laughs> you ground yourself into like a medical condition. Yeah. So when you dislocate, I've done, I did it once before, like ten years ago. So the way that it works is your jaw is like your spine. There's discs. Yes, this is true. And so you can slip a disc. So I've slipped a disc. Oh, and the God. way you get it is you massage your jaw and it slowly slides back in. My last. So I have a, my first virtual meeting with my jaw doctor tomorrow night. So I'm never comfortable. I haven't been comfortable in like six uh, days. Jaw doctor is the name of my 90s alt rock band. <laughs> jaw doctor. Jaw uh, doctor. I'm going to get coffee. I'll be back in a sec. We miss Jaw, you. I am the jaw. Okay, cool. And this is when we get to talk about Alex. Done. Polanco. Let's do it. Uh, I was going to call him Alex T. Donahue. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, if I got married to Alex, he would take my name. <laughs> no, no. You should only take the T part of your name. Alex, Alex T. T. Polanco. Oh, my God. That's perfect. And I can be like, the I wonder if Alex is. No, you go. You're going to say Alex's middle. I was going to say, what do you think Alex's middle Ooh, name is? Ooh, okay. Um, Eric, what do you think? Okay. I'm going to say something like a Michael. Oh. He'll Alex tell us. Alex M. Kalenko. Alex, Alex E. Kalenko. You know what this movie does that makes me feel nice? When they walk outside, it feels, it always feels like that perfect summer temperature. <gasps> oh, yes. I am, I think that's the only thing that's going to get us through, like, the rest of quarantine is the fact that, like, we're finally into like nice weather and it's I know not freezing and like you can get a sunburn on your face <laughs> like some of there's us did today. There's something sweet about it though that it's like such a stunning night but like there's a killer virus outside. I know I know I watched the press conference today where they were like talking about how um there's like they're gonna unveil a like the plan is a roadmap, not like tentative, like not like actual dates. And I, you can tell people are starting to be like, just give us some dates. And they're like, we can't. There's a virus. Funny well, I know Dr. Tan was like, um, we all feel like the little kid who's like, are we there yet? I love Dr. Tan. She's I my do, best I do friend. Think a lot of the, the medical stuff that's happening, like, like the messaging and whatnot, to me feels like a lot of people covering their ass of that they got their uh, uh the pandemic response teams are defunded like all these things were defunded by government bodies mm -hmm. and that now it's like um now it's them being like well it's this is the best we can do i'm like it, it, there, there's no like solutions offered there's no like this is why it happened offered it's just kind of like showing models to not cause chaos <laughs> and so now that's where we're at um, okay, Alex, we have a very important question for you. What's your middle name? Uh, James. Ah! Um, we were both so far. I said Eric. Was you? Got, was you Eric? Mm-hmm. I or, said Michael. That, it's James after James Bond, because my dad was like, that'll never go out of fashion. Really? Yep. Your dad sounds sexy as hell. 
<laughs> you after Robert Kalanko? You want that? I do. What's your mom's name again? I, I like Louise. Louise. I love her. Oh, Louise and Robert. Oh my God. They. Mine's Maria and Marcello. <laughs> Mine is uh, Richard and Dengole. Whoa, <laughs> say it again. Dengole. That's my mom's name. Dengole. She's Lithuanian. Oh, cool. Yeah. Although she goes by D by like English people who don't know how to pronounce her name because there's like a little kind of cool too though she's like a little cutie she's like a louise mm. <laughs> louise oh you know what i used to have a crush on uh steve's on are we boring you is this boring for you is that why no. you're young? Yeah, th- what do we do to no. you vita this is <laughs> you you, you like this podcast this is I your podcast. podcast i love it i love you guys so much i'm so afraid my I, end I is know. recording it is recording, but I'm afraid that something will happen. Oh, I, I, uh, I am also afraid of it. Oh, okay. I, I, uh, <laughs> We're all afraid. Guys, these are the times. I know. I'm yeah. having a bathroom break. BRB. You talk and watch and all this stuff. Yeah. All right. What do we think Anne's <laughs> I think it's also Anne. Tawanda? No, it's something with a T. <laughs> it's Anne, Tam, Donnie. Or it's... <laughs> It's going to be the thing like that episode of The Simpsons. It's literally T, like T-E-E. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Excuse me. My, my boyfriend's on TV. The thing about Ben Stiller is like I could, I could pull that if he wasn't famous and rich. I mean, he looks a lot like Greg. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like like I, I hadn't seen Reality Bites, but young, young Ben Stiller and Greg, when you were dating him, that Venn diagram's almost a circle. No, I don't like this. It makes my my stomach hurt. <laughs> it's I'm not I'm not doing lies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, guess he does kind of look like him. Yeah, like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's fine. We'll all live forever, right? That's what we're learning during these times. Yes. Okay. What have I missed? What's going on? <laughs> okay, we guessed that your middle name is T, like T E E. Okay. I mean, you're kind of close. Do you want to know what it is? Is that really your guess? That's what you think? Yes. It's Teresa. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is kind of like T. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wish it was. I tell people it stands for Thomas or Toast. I, oh, I like Thomas. I guessed. Uh, Thomas Donahue. Oh, I guess. So strong. Uh, to Anne. <laughs> so it's like a T in front of the word Anne. I'm changing it to Anne. Dr. Teresa Tam Donahue because I like she's that. my best friend. She brings me comfort. Every time she speaks, I'm like, okay, you're li- like, <laughs> you're not gonna, I, I trust you in my soul. You went to all those schools and you seem calm even when the journalists ask stupid questions. So I can get behind you. I would be horrible during this pandemic. Like, I was getting the fifth same question for five, six, seven weeks in a row. I'd be like, I don't fucking know. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to fucking say? We're all in a pandemic. I don't know, man. We might die. What is time? It's not real. Get me out of here. Time is not real. Not anymore. Because this time has moved as fast and as slow as humanly possible. Okay. In your face TV logo is the most 90s thing I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure that's what the Ben Stiller show logo was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also, um, Also, did you guys see how Ben Stiller turned to him and said... I know what she needs more than you ever will. And then Ethan Hawke got very upset. Yeah, they both gave each other such good eyes. 
And look, he has a little kiss on his cheek. Does he know that? Now, Alex, do you, are you following what's happening? Do you know what this what's happening, or do you need me to brief you? I've got a basic idea. I don't know what In Your Face TV is. So it's like probably like his version of what MTV is. Like oh, okay, right. So it's like they're trying to be edgy and cool, but like not so much. So he pitched her show to them, and they're like, like what she's been filming documentary wise, and then they were like cool make it a show and this is what he's made and so he took her footage and has edited it and turned it into this and remember she's really real yeah yeah she's like all of us guys she's a real she's a classic millennial gen xer hundo she's more millennial than gen x to me yeah i think so too (laughs) i think she'd be angrier I uh, when I put Sammy under it, I was so like, why is that not Steve Zahn? Like, why is it like, in my brain? He's not a character. He's Who's just Vicky? Steve Zahn. Her name's Janine. <laughs> Could that be your thing? Plus Steve Zahn. <laughs> a sketch where it's someone who's filming a TV show and you can't get over the fact that other people have different names. I feel like that every time there's a scene in a movie where a celebrity shows up, I always want them to be like, "You look like so and so." Oh my god, I wish they did. I mean, they did do that in Ocean's 12 with Julia Roberts. Which was funny. I like it too, and people hate that. Whoa, did you see that rhinoceros penis? Yeah, about the size of my penis. Am I right, guys? Ladies? Shut up, Alex. No one needs that. Hey! (laughs) Hey, oh, sweet. You're like, you're just like, Ma said I have a new joke. (laughs) Ma. Ma. (laughs) I said how can we. That was the whole (laughs) <laughs> like a rhinoceros. I like the idea of Malson walking in and then hearing that and then sighing so loud and then shutting the door. <laughs> <sighs> She's so tired of me yelling in a room on a podcast. <laughs> is it your podcast or you on a lot of podcasts right now? Uh, Alex is on a lot of fucking podcasts right now. I have, I have two podcasts and then uh, I'm also been on a lot of podcasts. Don't you dare promote your other podcast on this show. Listen, if you like punk music and, and being sad, check out me and Mike Carosa on Bummer Boys where we each pick a song and tell you why we made us sad this week. Ooh. Fine, fine. Let me be on that podcast. I'd love to have you on. A I, song that made me sad? I'll find something. I've been I mean, avoiding if, sadness. I had like a good cry last week and now I'm like, okay, enough of this. <laughs> okay, can I say something? Mm-hmm. It is kind of depressing. It is very upsetting that he would take her footage and not even kind of ask for her input. Though. Exactly. He's saying that he doesn't, but he's saying that he didn't know. And she's like, well, if you knew me, you wouldn't pull that shit, which I'm like, amen, Winona. What do you fucking care? This is like, sell it, make your money, and then make something that you actually want to make. Her integrity is something, this is super Gen X, though. You like she, her, you- her nipples are full out. Hi, girl. It's because she's not wearing a bra. She is, though, because she was your strap. It's obviously hmm. a bra with no support. Also, though, like, Winona's got a cute yeah, little her figure. Nips are here to play. Maybe it's just really cold in Austin that night. Maybe. I mean, he's wearing a suit and he doesn't seem to be, like, sweating. I don't want them to break up. I want them to be happy together. And I think she should just kiss him on the mouth. You <laughs> want to kiss him on the mouth. I would. I do crazy stuff to young Ben Stiller. (laughs) 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 Alessandra Vite would would be in jail if she ran to young Ben Stiller. Would hate it. I I mean, I think old jaded Ben Stiller, if he's listening, 
like he might enjoy the wild ride that you would give him. Do you think old Ben Stiller will listen to this podcast? Okay, because the celebrities are listening in these days. They are. They have nothing to do, and they're not as interesting as the rest of us. So they're like, <laughs> shit. <Am I tech? laughs> it's like without their money and their things, like what else? They're the exact same, except like act. Some of those actors don't know how to. They can't write. They're not funny. They're just like shit. All I have is this Patreon fucking bike. I gotta I mean, get that girl. I can't write, so like you can't write. Look at this. Look at what the cut, the front page. Timothy Chalamet is single again. This is. I don't like that other places on Instagram are stealing my quarantine thing. <laughs> it was my quarantine. Thing. I think you should comment that on. I always do. Every time the paper or the cut or any type of thing puts out something on Timothy Chalamet, which is at least twice a week, I will screenshot it, put it on my stories and say, hey, back off. This is my thing. And they never respond. You should <laughs> begin getting really personal and like tagging the author as well, like yeah. in the comments. So, the last time I did it, I tagged Paper Magazine. And the best was, it was like Happy National Book Day. And it was just a bunch of pictures of Timothy Chalamet reading in books and then, in movies. And... I tagged it. I did that whole thing, like, back off kind of thing. And then I went and I looked at the comments to see what people were saying. And everybody was tagging the author of that Instagram post being like, aren't you going to get fired if you keep posting about him? Like Everyone's (laughs) like, oh, I guess you got fired. I think. So I was like, maybe we'd be best friends if we knew each other. I mean, I think Timothy sees your comments and he's like. (laughs) He does not. Who's that girl? I gotta have her, and then he sees you're older, no. and he's like, "I gotta work up to that because she's no, gonna." I can't. She, I gotta be really choosy about giving her chlamydia. I gotta be really choosy. <laughs> I was joking. Well, he knows better now. I was joking that well, the whole world's dealing with a COVID outbreak. Hamilton's the only place in the world dealing with a syphilis outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah. Why? What's happening there? Just people. People are disgusting and fuck all the time. I love Hamilton. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Are, is that your material, Alex? Is that what I, is that what Mal has been hearing for days? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Oh, bless her. Bless her. Oh, She's a God. saint. Here we go. Here we go. This one's for you, Anne. Uh, except it looks like a weird. It's a weird sex scene. You know why? Because she doesn't have as good chemistry with him as she does with Ben Stiller. I'm just trying to get out there. She looks like she really likes kissing Ben Stiller. Listen. I mean. This is the first time Ethan Hawke has ever done a kiss. What is he doing? He goes in, <laughs> he goes in molars first. He's jamming his mouth into her. It's just like he's—they're very uncoordinated, like and very uncoordinated. But there's—but do you think it's because Ben Stiller and Winona Ryder are having an affair, and she feels uncomfortable do while you, he's watching her do this? Do you want me to say yes? I don't know. I feel jealous and excited by that all at once. I feel like. <laughs> So it's been too long in quarantine. <laughs> it's been too long. I always feel... I'm jealous of the past. <laughs> I do hate his facial hair. I have to say it's upsetting to me because it's just a goatee and he still has it. And that takes Is away... Is that what kissing looks like up close? Jesus Ew, Christ. It's a lot of this. And a lot of hair, a lot of greasy <laughs> hair, 90s style. I think, okay, I feel like I read that Ben Stiller wanted to film it this close up so that you'd, like, get their intensity more or something. But I also feel like maybe I'd made that up to justify how weird that was. 
Okay, so a close-up sex scene, he's not the first director to do that. He's but not? But they might be the first actors to look like they could <laughs> never line up their faces yeah. to each other. <laughs> like, it, it, it's, it's not the first close-up sex scene, but it is the first close-up bad sex scene. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time two actors who look like they should be okay with each other. Every time I cough, by the way, I just panic. I'm like, it's happening. <laughs> I have oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah, this is another reason why I fucking hate uh, Ben Stiller apologized to her like crazy. And then he literally said, all I want is to make you happy. And then she goes home, has sex with Ethan Hawke, and then he leaves first thing in the morning. Because he freaks out. Not that that's... I give a fuck. I mean, obviously he's a moron and his band is called Hey, That's My Bike. So it that further cements the moron dumb. To me, this is so much more hipster millennial. Like, this is girls. Yeah. Guys, don't. I didn't like girls. Leave girls out of this. Girls is great. Uh, I'm surprised. I know. It just wasn't my cup of tea. I think because I don't relate to that millennial like sect so i'm kind of like i don't know what this i don't i have no desire for this but yeah i i don't really either but i think like that's the point like it kind of the thing i like about girls is it's kind of like satirical like it's kind of like mad at those people in a way i guess I also whether just, it realizes it or not i don't know but, i'm just not a big lena dunham fan i think at the end of the day so it's like not to be like you know mean it's just she's not um her work is never connected with me Sorry, guys. I I think I understand what you mean in the sense that, like, she is a type of girl that I don't hang out with. And, like, all the girls in Girls, I know, but I am not. And I feel, um, and, and they're not, like, fun to be around. No. And I think the show knows they're not fun. And that's, like, why it's but, like that. But see, for me, I wonder, and I'm confused by the fact that, like, Mad Men has characters like Don Draper you don't want to hang out with him but I do want to hang out like I am so intrigued by those characters so I don't know if it's maybe there's a complexity that's missing I don't know I don't oh, definitely know. no girls is girls has shares more with like a really simple sitcom than it does with like what all the art movie like fucking essays are about after because it's like it's not it's just like jokes, but like the jokes are really subtle. Especially like I rewatched it all recently, and I'm like, oh, the jokes are like extremely like it's so joke heavy. Girls, but I think everyone's yeah, but I think everyone's like, oh, it's not funny. It's a serious thing because of like what it's about. But the from my view, the show knows everyone's so stupid, and that's and it's just filled with jokes of them saying dumb shit. I always feel like Girls is the kind of show that um. Like, when you meet someone at a party, and mm. they're like, "This is don't you love so-and-so? And you're like, oh, it's just, uh, they're not my taste. We're just, <laughs> we're not the same. And yeah. I feel like that vibe with girls, where I'm like, it's, uh, I'm sure this is great for other people, but it's not, I don't, I would oh, rather no, watch Reality Bites. And I feel like also Girls is tainted by all the shows that came after and took the wrong lessons from Girls. Yeah. And created that, like, whole, like, like any comedy show now, like, Usually, like, I mean, like, when I'm pitching comedy or whatever, is like, it all has to be like, oh, it's like this person who's dating in New York City, <laughs> and it's like as real as possible. And like, that's not really like that's like dramedy, and it's 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 neither a good drama or a funny comedy, and it's like people taking the wrong lessons from like what made girls popular, 
and creating like bullshit like master of none or uh i'm not a fan of insecure although people really seem to like it um just yeah, like yeah insecure I, I like some episodes and then like i'd say like i only like a third of each season i've never I also sometimes feel like it's not for me yeah. i've never seen insecure i know that's bad but i'm i feel like recently especially with everything go- going on right now all I've wanted is like Vanderpump Rules and Real Housewives. Like I feel like oh my God, I just got into Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I just finished the first season. Oh my God, you don't even know. Jack, Jack. Oh my God, it's like it's so addictive. It's like a bomb for my brain. Oh, also I like Chernobyl, but that's like <laughs> that's because oh, I'm well, depressing. Like, like, Ch- Chernobyl is like a good drama it's not trying to be like a dramedy right dramedy is so hard and everyone thinks it's so easy because they just do bad drama and bad comedy and mix it together i'm like aha (laughs) (laughs) i I don't want either of those things no No, (laughs) life is short i've got all the time in the world and i can't pay attention to you insecure try better like I once saw Issa Rae at the Shangri-La. I was coming in, mm. like, I was going into Momofuku, and then she was, like, she passed us, me and my friends. And we were, like, amazing. She's actually very beautiful. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, that has nothing to do with her writing that. or the show at all, but it was my <laughs> moment of being, like, holy shit. Like, like insane. Like, somebody that I'm, like, you don't belong in my world. Like, what are you doing in my no. world? <laughs> Like I, I don't, I, I feel, I think highly of myself, but this was like next, like she is next level beautiful. Where you're like, you need to go where you need to be someplace else. It's people like me can't get to, and I feel fine about that. Oh. Listen, okay. Oh, why do I? Even if you that? were Ben Stiller in this moment, mm-hmm. wouldn't you be like, yeah, no, th- no, thank you. I don't know, man. If, See, this if is you like, like came to her and she'd be like, I, I have to talk to Ethan Hawke right now, and like pulled him aside. Wouldn't you be like? Oh, clearly something's going on behind with um, I, I think I... Also, wait, hold on. Did I miss something? Yes. Because they were playing they were playing a show. Mm-hmm. They stopped and talked in the, the, the bathroom hallway. Mm-hmm. And then they came back and continued to play the show? Yeah, so they took yeah, a five-minute break. break. And in that break... Oh, yes, you know, told, classic classic things happen in bands, five-minute breaks. Ryder that he couldn't handle it because he's never had sex with someone who he loved. And then she said, welcome to the land of the emotionally mature. Michael lives there. That's Ben Stiller's name in this movie. <laughs> ben Stiller lives here. Ben Stiller made them say Ben Stiller. Yeah, Ben Stiller, like, as she's doing that scene, he's mouthing along to it, like, with his hand, with his eye behind the camera. <laughs> and Ben Stiller had got her a ticket, along with himself, to go to New York and to, like, turn whatever she want, like, her show into whatever it is that she wanted it to be. And she's like... And then now we have them whipping their dicks out and measuring them. Like I get all that part. I just meant I was confused as to like what kind of what kind of places lets a band be like we're pausing for five and everyone's like cool. Like it was the nineties. Break? No, you're you're done. You're set. You get off the fucking stage. Okay, but or you play if enough to do an encore. You play in a band. Go on breaks. Yeah, you're not in a normal band, Alex. You're in like. <laughs> A band, and it's just feelings and loud sounds, and it's so beautiful, and I'm proud of you, but this is not, like, but if you saw me in the crowd, you'd think something had happened, and I had come to tell you something, you and me. 
<laughs> They're all dead, okay. Alex. Ben Stiller and Ethan Hawke have way too many conversations in this movie. If I was Ben Stiller or if I was Ethan Hawke, the minute either of them came up to me, I'd be like, fuck off and just walk away. They should kiss. Way too many conversations. Sorry? They should kiss. Do they? Oh. Like how would, that would be great. How would Ben Stiller respond to like I wanna know if Ethan Hawk's face is just uh, like the way it is kissing a Lilina because Winona's face is small. Like, does it adapt? Is he always a large kisser? Should we watch his other films? I think this is the oh, first time Ethan Hawk Ethan Hawk has ever kissed anybody. Like that's how bad it looks. <laughs> he looks like a like a like a horse eating an apple. Yeah. He's like every like high schooler who's like never made out for the first time and is about to do that in front of a lot of people at a party and is just yeah. like here I go. I'm, this is one of the great U two songs. Oh my god, I gotta I wanna, say this is what made I me cry. See, I want to see Ethan Hawke try to finger because I know if that's what he kisses, he's gonna go in the wrong angle. <laughs> oh no! I'll tell you this much: I bet you he slaps it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I you've ruined this song for me now because I'm just gonna Sorry. think now when I hear you two of Ethan Hawke slapping. slapping the V. It's a lot of him like using nails. <laughs> oh my god! Why are you doing that? Horrific! Horrific! <laughs> Puts his hand to my mouth. He's like, you don't know. He's like, this is my thing. It's my thing. <laughs> like, it's like ow, and you're. And he's like, do you like it? Like, <laughs> do you like that? <laughs> I'm imagining Ethan Hawke finding this podcast now and just being like, don't do that. <laughs> like, just at his house, very upset. Just if a one-star review. Stiller and Ethan Hawke to listen to this podcast. But just Ethan a one-star review. so offended. He's like, right? one-star review. <laughs> one-star review on iTunes. Ethan, Ethan Hawke, uh, I, I mean, Ethan Hawke would never do that. <laughs> Ethan Hawke is a great kisser. <laughs> Ethan Hawke has been told on several occasions that he's a magnificent lover. <laughs> you gotta ask Uma Thurman. She knows. But she, she also know. divorced him. I got uh, I I got obsessed with re-editing Wikipedia pages to make it seem like the person who it's about wrote it. Really? And, and it just kept on getting like reverted by whoever was like a monitor, but it made me yeah, laugh every time. <laughs> this guy's smoking in a hospital though, so we should probably address that. Yeah. That's wild. Did that happen the in the nineties? Was... No, there's no smoking the sign. He's thought so highly of itself and really it had nothing like it. So good. Guys, I loved the nineties and we both we all know that. All three of us know this. The nineties thought racism and sexism was over. No, okay. Maybe that part sucked, yes. <laughs> Admittedly. The nineties thought they had all this culture, but it was just jelly phones. Oh, like I love jelly phones. Plastic phones. Like that was that was that was it the was beginning just, of beginning of the nineties culture. It was just going out for dinner. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's and that's all I do is go out for dinner. I and like for dinner. the oh. worst part of quarantine is that I have so many more dishes in my life. I was so smug the first two weeks. Like I did the groceries for like my family, and I like we like made stuff. And now it's like fuck it, and it's like skip the dishes, McDonald's, like KD. Like I don't care. Like, I have not ordered yet because I have a weird um, anxiety about it, but. Uh, they keep saying that it's totally fine to order. Like, I, it doesn't... Yeah, like, I put the bag... Like, I'll bring it into... If it's just for me, I'll, like, just eat in my room. And I'll leave, like, the bag on the ground. And then I'll take, like, the food and put it on, like, the desk or whatever. Like, I don't bring it into my bed and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But also, it's like, I don't know. I feel... I, feel, I don't know why I can wrap my head around the food part. There's something... I think because at this point, my brain is just like, just... Do gives a shit? 
I know. I know. I was getting like that with even washing my hands, and I have to like force myself to be like, me no, too. No. Wash your hands again. Like, don't just do it the once. Like, you touch the door handle again, you should wash it. Like, it was just a lot of. That's my. F- okay. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to ask a question. We totally passed by the part where Steve Zahn came out to his parents. Yeah, and his parents were not cool about it because he had practiced with Janine Graffalo and her being, like, supportive, and then his mom, like, lost her shit. But we don't see okay. the mom get mad. We just see her, like, in the window, and then he's like, I told them. It didn't go over well. And then it makes me want to just hug Steve Zahn and be like, I accept you. Like, all I want to see is her and Ben Stiller kiss again. I don't want to know what kind of monster situation is going to happen when he gets his mouth on her during this time. Don't think about that. Think about her denim shirt. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> think about think about Ethan Hawke going down on Winona Ryder. Stop! You know if what? That, if that's what he but does maybe... to his mouth, like, maybe maybe it's better down there. I don't know. I was just going to say, maybe it would work No, I there. No, I feel like, I feel like if, if a pattern's to be believed... If he goes molars first in the mouth, he's going to, like, jab his tongue inside of her and oh. be like, yeah. Oh, no. This or is... what if he gets really timid down there? <laughs> Winona's so cool, though, guys. I just... She's beautiful. She's so cool and beautiful. Like, but she's really good in this movie, but I got to be honest, in other stuff, I don't... She did a string of kind of garbage after this, right? Let me see her up with someone. No, after this, she was still pretty riding high. And then... In- I feel like it all went down for her when Gwyneth Paltrow stole Shakespeare in love off of her desk. Yes. Yeah, that's that. That's that's the year I'm... Th- and like, after that, I, I'm like... Because, like, man, Renata Ryder's not bad in this. What what else was she in? I was like, oh, I guess she's in a lot of trash. Like She did a lot of Tim Burton movies, right? Yeah, she yeah. did Edward Scissorhands and something else. Look at her long lashes. Yeah, she's like a pony. She's a beautiful pony. I feel like I very protect Winona at all costs. Like, that's, I think, she's that, like, big sister well, she, figure to me. We gotta be honest, like, she must have mental health issues. Like, she kind of... And who doesn't? At a time. Who on this podcast that, right now doesn't? <laughs> yeah. So she needed to... Welcome to the Crumble cast. The <laughs> cast. Guys, we're talking about... She was on... Um, Black Swan, and yeah. now she's on Stranger Things. And now she's also in another series, uh, The Plot Against America. Oh, oh is, is that, that good? good? I haven't seen it, but I've heard she's really good in it. I wanted to watch oh, it. It seems like my kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, look, they're moving. The, where did Jeannie Graffle go? What's happening? Why did this happen? She's also quit smoking because she's a nicotine patch on her arm. Also, where did they get all this money from? They're so bad at fooling around with each other. <laughs> You did it, guys. We watched the film. Oh, my God. This is perfect. And I have 15% left on my laptop. So, like, we're really... We did it. We're riding high. Do we give our thoughts? Like, what happens now? Yes, yes, yes. yes. How was it? How was it for you? This? This is perfect in every way. And I'm obsessed with you both. And I'll do this any other time you want me on the podcast. (laughs) I'm your bitch forever. Okay. We gotta have you back. I also, like, I'm very sad we never got to have our dinner date. I know. I know. But we will. Remember remember when we thought that we could go on a dinner date on March 24th? Yeah. (laughs) I had had plans to go uh, for dim sum the weekend before it all shut down for, like, my birthday with some friends. And I was like... Dim sum is the the most contagious food you could possibly. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is like... like literally spinning around the germs. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we forget that this is this movie birthed this Lisa Loeb song and the video was directed by Ethan Hawke. It was, and mm. also this song fucking rules. So it hooray. Should have been nominated for an Oscar. Should have and should have won. Should have won. And now I'm going to eat dinner. What are you guys going to do? The distance that you're running... Uh, I'm going to go for a walk because I haven't gone for a walk yet. Today. I'm also going to go and outside. I have another podcast. What yeah. podcast are you doing? I'm doing Killed to Death. Oh, at fun. I love those boys. Fun. Boys. Okay. I'm pressing. Radio on. I'm okay. pressing done. And we've, oh, there, there. we've loved spending time with you. Bye.